listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. So I'm reading this from CNN.com. It's a very interesting article to me. The title is In Zero COVID, Hong Kong. This is what happens when you test positive. And this 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 chronicles the experience that a gentleman named Daryl Chan had when he tested positive for, for COVID a few weeks ago. And and in 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 Hong Kong, so Hong Kong's only had thirteen thousand cases of, of COVID. They've only had two hundred and seventy-five deaths from COVID. So people would say it's it's this constant back and forth and, and we get into everybody I know has had this um Omicron variant. Fortunately, I don't know anyone that's been extremely sick with it, that's been hospitalized with it. And I'm hoping and praying for everybody's safety and everybody's well-being. And hopefully, I'm not a virologist, although I'm in healthcare. Hopefully, it's what we've seen with other pandemics over time, they they peter out. So what it looks like, and and fingers crossed, I'm definitely not getting arrogant about it because even though I've learned, even though I'm triple vaccinated, I could get this thing, and and if something in my body doesn't work right, I could have a serious complication I'm not one of those we have so many people and I'm not going to name there were so many people recently that have died from this that are on the right politically that have that have taken a stand and said that this is tyranny and that the vaccines are a scam and all of that and then you get COVID and you end up on a ventilator and you end up dead and and I, I feel bad I've, I've seen some outlets on the left that are actually celebrating that and I think that that's reprehensible just because somebody is misguided doesn't mean that I want to see them suffer with COVID and, and God forbid perish with COVID and leave behind the people that love them, leave behind their children, leave behind their family. Some of these people are young, leaving behind their parents. I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't celebrate that. Even if someone has missed like the Lieutenant governor of, of, of uh, Texas who said that black people were the ones spreading COVID. I don't, I don't want him to get COVID. I don't want him to be really, really sick. That, that doesn't, it's not like so there. How you like them apples? Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't think like that. And I'm not going to have that discussion on this show. But it's it's a very interesting article on CNN because they've had very minimal cases of COVID and very few deaths from COVID. Only only less than 300 over the last couple of years. So they're averaging basically by my count. You know, they're only losing seven to ten people a month from COVID. Since its inception, however, a lot of people would say that that their measures are draconian. So it talks about on December, going into the article, on December 19th, Chan flew to Hong Kong from London to start a new job. He says that he was fully vaccinated and with a booster shot, had tested negative for COVID-19 several times before the flight. He was prepared for the quarantine because there's a 21-day quarantine that's required if you fly into Hong Kong. On arrival, he took a mandatory COVID-19 test, awaited hours at the airport. His result was determined, quote, preliminary positive, meaning that he was required to take another test. He was then moved into a cordoned-off area with a makeshift bed. 
13 hours after the plane landed, he was taken by ambulance to a nearby hospital for the further testing and was confirmed to have the Omicron variant, although he was completely asymptomatic. So felt fine, was feeling great, flew in from London. And he states, quote, I had that feeling of dread where you sort of go, oh, God, what's happening now? I definitely felt trapped. I can't get on this flight and go somewhere else. You're really just trapped in Hong Kong. It was a scary feeling. It goes further to say that just before this latest cluster emerged, Hong Kong, their, their, their leaders, so, so, so Carrie Lam, who was one of the, the healthcare leaders, kind of like the, the Dr. Fauci of Hong Kong, stated and reaffirmed their zero COVID stance. Hong Kong has been taking very stringent measures to guard against importation cases with a view to maintaining zero local infection. And in the face of fierce onslaught of Omicron, we need to be more vigilant. So back to this, this gentleman, Mr. Mr. Chan, upon arriving at the hospital, Chan was placed in an isolation ward with two other travelers who tested positive also with Omicron. He's confirmed to his room 24 hours a day, no fresh air, no outdoor exercise. His day follows a routine set by the hospital. At 8 a.m., he's woken by a jingle on the public announcement system, reminding him to take his own vitals. So they don't even, they don't even come in and take your vitals. Like you got you to gotta hit, you got to strap on the, the BP cuff yourself and prick yourself with the needle. He receives meals provided by the hospital at fixed times. In the meantime, he spends his day connecting with family and friends on social media and watching Netflix. I'd say probably early to mid afternoon are the hardest times of the day. In the morning, you check your emails and social medias. By the time lunch comes around, that's when you go, hey, I don't know what I'm really going to do. While he said his doctors have been professional, they're unable to tell him when he could be discharged. It's all dependent on when I stop testing positive. And then they start the final countdown. It's funny because I'm working with, uh, I'm looking forward to a rise here in Nashville. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff with Episource and U.S. Hunger, my two biggest sponsors. And really getting into product development and really getting into representing my clients at some of these conferences. And as I talk to people about conferences that are in healthcare, some of them say that, hey, man, I can't wait to get back on a conference circuit. I've been out of commission for two years. I can't wait to get to Rise, which is the biggest convention for people in my field in Nashville every year. And I'll be broadcasting live from there. And some people are still reticent and, and hesitant. And they're like, hey, you know, we're just not going out in the public places because of COVID. And there's been this, we've lost almost 900,000 people to COVID in the United States. So you hear words like tyranny and, and freedom and, and constitution thrown around. And ultimately I think that people have to make a choice. That's one of the great things about America that you, you have the choice to potentially go out and risk getting this illness. I go to work. I do, I do a lot of my broadcasting at, at times where there, there are not a lot of people. I go to work. I do a lot of my work 
and consulting, if I'm not live on air, I try to do as much as I can do when people are not in the building here in downtown Nashville. I try to limit my connectivity to other people face to face outside of my immediate family. That's, that's my choice. Even though I'm triple vaccinated, I wear in 95 masks, but I also will go out and I have a meal and I'll go out to a restaurant and I'll go to a church program. And I've even been to, to a couple of athletic events. And those are the risks that I'm willing to take. Some people are, are, are willing to take much less risk than me. Most people I know take more risk than I do. But that said, it's just a very interesting point of view because in Hong Kong, you don't have no choice. Now, people aren't dying of COVID. People aren't getting hospitalized by COVID. But you are in more of a draconian lockdown society. And what we've seen is there, there are long-term impacts of, of being on lockdown. We've seen, I think, the, the other shoe to drop, and people are seeing it in healthcare, so much more people with diabetes and obesity and heart disease and issues that they've contracted because they've been dormant during the last couple of years. So many more suicides, so many people with depression. And those are health outcomes that you'll have more of a longitudinal view on. It's not like COVID where you get COVID, you're sick for two weeks if you're not getting better by week three, you're getting into the hospital. If you're not getting better by week four, week five, you're, you're perishing, unfortunately. But what about the emotional scars on people? What about the people that have just given up on life that are miserable, that haven't hugged anyone and haven't been social, that haven't had a chance to, to go on their vacations, to travel, to do things? That has a profound health impact on people. And I'm not saying that there's a right way or a wrong way. Like I said, I, I report the news. I don't manufacture the news. So I'm not saying the people that, that want to lock themselves up in the basement that they're wrong. I'm not saying the people that wear N95 masks everywhere they go like me, that they're wrong. I'm not saying the people even that are like bleep this, I'm, I'm going out. I'm going to the, I'm going to the, the, the Washington football team game. I'm going to, to, to athletic events and I'm going to my kids volleyball tournament and I'm going to do all of those things. And, and I'm willing to take the risk whether I'm vaccinated or not. Everybody has to find their own area. I, I have increasingly less sympathy for people that won't get vaccinated, especially those that are unhealthy and don't get vaccinated. I know of people, I'm not talking about Shannon Holder to come on the show that's not a vaxxer or even Adriana, people that work out three hours a day and don't eat carbs. I'm talking about people that you're chasing your, your raspberry Danish at Starbucks every morning with a, with a vente latte so you start your morning with 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 like 200 grams of sugar and that's at 8 30 a.m you've already ingested 200 grams of sugar i'm talking about those people that don't take care of themselves and then you don't want to get vaccinated and you you're a you're a you're a two-pack a day smoker that's drinking a liter of coke every day and you're living on a diet of jersey mike subs and you're telling me that the vaccine is going to alter my DNA and I'm going to die of blood clots. I'm just like, yo fam, you're, you're going to die of blood clots because of your diet. And the fact that you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't spit on a Peloton bike if it was on fire. And, and that's kind of where I am, but it's just a very, it's a very interesting portrayal of how different regions are going to handle it. And I think the big story of 2022 is how people are going to handle these 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 next COVID outbreaks. There are going to be some 
that are a little bit more like America. They're, they're just going to, hey, we're going to keep things open. We've already shut down once. We're not going to do it again. But you're going to have some places that are going to go full draconian. And it's going to be very interesting to, to, to see kind of the, the strategies around COVID. Is it better to lock everybody up and only have a couple hundred deaths? Or is it better to be like the United States of America, which is approaching, approaching a million deaths from COVID? But we have the economy open now. People can do what they want. People can go to restaurants. People can go to sports events. People can fly around. People can do whatever they want. Which one's better? It's not my place to say, but it's just very interesting to watch over the coming weeks and coming months. Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lunch J Radio Network. Now, my kid Frankie's gonna go with you and he's gonna keep an eye on you, make sure everything goes right. Now, you see that guard that brought me in here? Uh, he's been taken care of and he's gonna set it up in this joint to get me into the water. And all you gotta do is be there with the boat to pick me up. Look, Tony, this is not exactly the Listen, the contract's already down on your pal. The guys, the guns, the line pits already dug. You understand what I'm saying? And from in here, just one button I push. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. As a former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts, I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration.